With just two rounds to go in the 2020 Quick Fit British Touring Car Championship season, it looks like another exciting finale is in prospect, with drivers and teams all eager to claim the silverware. As always, none more so than at Halford's UASA Racing, and I'm delighted that joining me on the line to look forward to the next two rounds is Matt Neal. Matt, welcome. Um, first of all, Matt, just before we look ahead, because there's plenty to talk about, Let's have a quick look back. It's been a funny old season, hasn't it? Uh, well, it's been a funny old year in general, hasn't it? So, um, yeah, hi, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Formalities first. Um, it, it has been a funny old year in general, but, um, yeah, the prospect of, of no crowds. Um, I always was confident Alan Gow would, would get us a race season sorted. So, you know, we have to all... Uh, bow to Alan again. You know, he's, he's done, he's pulled the rabbit out of the hat and we've all been racing, which is the main thing. Um, and it's been on TV, so it's, it helps keep the sponsors happy and, well, ish, um, and all the rest of it. But I, I thought we'd be back into crowds by now. So the fact that, you know, we're looking at potential second lockdowns and all the rest of it is, it, mm. is yeah. I mean, the crowds are one part of it, and I know that uh, all drivers say that they, you know, even though you've got your head down, focused on the race, you notice the crowds that are there and, and being cheered on. But uh, it's also been a, a testing time, hasn't it? Um, almost quite literally, because of the, the concertinering effect and the the sort of the, the extra pressures that's put on drivers and teams with regards to getting cars ready, you know, a week later rather than the normal sort of two week gap. Yeah, I think it was in August. We had three races and four weekends. So it was pretty intense, but I, I guess that's what the NASCAR guys do, isn't it? So yeah. Yeah. Um, you go on about the crowds. You know, the strangest part of the whole weekend is when you roll out the pits for the first free practice on Saturday morning, <laughs> because, you know, even though Saturday's a quieter day-ish, um, you still got a lot of people there. And it's just the empty banks. Mm. Once you're going, it is, you are in the moment and you're concentrating. Um, but that's the weirdest part, rolling out at the first. But then you're then you're used to it, um, and then you just get on with the job. But you know the the last round at Brands because Brands Indy Circuit, which we're on because of the light. Um, you know, normally we do the Indy first and then the Grand yeah. Prix as the finale. But we're on the Indy Circuit because obviously clocks go back at next weekend for Snetterton. Yeah. So that's going to be different. We're going to be sort of you know racing into the twilight. But Brands Indy is always you know as a driver you're renowned for the you can almost hear the crowd and feel the crowd because of the stadium atmosphere of the whole place. I mean, it, it does come alive. So that that will be a little bit strange and sort of, yeah, weird. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before that, we've got um, Snatterton, uh, of course, coming up. And uh, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not sure what the weather forecast is going to be like uh, like for that either. But those last two rounds are going to be, you know, really, really um, uh, up for grabs, aren't they? I mean, we spoke at Croft and we talked about how important it was to get points in the bag at Croft because of the uncertainties of the weather and the time of the year and the cold at um, Snatterton and uh, Brands Hatch. Well, yeah, and um, we didn't expect to be in this position because... Rearable drives, both BMW and Infinity, have been incredibly strong all year. Um, and I actually spoke, to, and you know, Croft favours rearable drives. So I actually spoke to Alan Gow on um, Saturday morning uh, at Croft, and he goes, "Well, you're in for damage li- limitation this weekend, aren't you?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah, I know that. I get that." So, so for us to have the results, I think they fell on their swords a bit, which helped us. But it was a mega, mega weekend for all the Hondas. You know, not not just us, but BTC cars as well, and and Jake Hill, so yeah, you know, to be in this situation going forward, suddenly we're on, you know, the pressure's turned, you know, 
we've got nothing to lose, really. We were nowhere at the beginning of the season. You know, in, in the hot weather, all the front-wheel drives were having a bit of a torrid time. And um, it's, been a, it's been a fight back from there on. But, mm. you know, the, the fact that we've got a chance is fantastic. Very much uh, in uh, in touch with the uh, the team's um, uh, competition, uh, and obviously your teammate Dan Kamish is hot on the heels of uh, the current leader Ash Sutton. Um, just in terms of that relationship, Matt, how much has your your role and your approach changed in perhaps the last couple of years with Dan coming on board and and you know uh, you sort of mentoring him into the touring car championship? Yeah, I did a bit of it with. You know, I was doing that with Flash. Really, it's it's a team game, um, and I've, of course, I'm. You know, the, the fire still burns inside me. I still want to win races and championships if possible. But you've got to be a realist, and I think that's been our one over the last decade. It's been our major strength against opposition, and why we've 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 been so successful is because we work. We're the one team out there that works works as a unit, uh, for better or worse, and. Uh, I mean, hopefully it's going to be a key asset for us going into these final two rounds. Mm. And Dan, last season, of course, um, had well, he came so close, touching distance, wasn't it, at, uh, at Brands Hatch? And, and he's spoken in depth about, about that, how he had to pick himself up from that. Was there, there was a general feeling within the team as well? And did you have to work that little bit harder to, to, to get everybody gelled together again? It didn't sink in at the time. I don't think it sunk in for Dan at the time. Um, it was just one of those things because we, you know, we weren't expected, you know, we weren't expected to be there. And then after qualifying, you got BMWs in the front two rows, three cars, and we we're in twelfth and thirteenth. And then suddenly for us to come back and win the first race, first and second, and win the second race, you know, it was, it was suddenly it was game on. Mm. And um, if you talk about roller coaster weekends of emotions, and Dan does wear his heart on his sleeve, um, and that's been one of my jobs to sort of. He's either in, on an incredible high, in a good way, or he's through the floor in emotion. And I've been trying to get him to, to turn his emotions off, to be middle of the road, just to go straight down the line, emotionless, and think about it. If you win a race, great. Just get on, look forward to the next one. If you lose a race, okay, take on the chin, move on to the next one. So it's almost, and you see a lot of drivers, I've done it before, where you, you're holding back the tears if you win a championship and Turks is the same and flash was similar just because you bottle all those and hide all those emotions away because so you can focus on the job in hand and not, not get stressed by other drivers or teams because they will, they're trying, you know, Jason was a classic with me, but he's not on his own. Others will do it. Jason was just very good at it. Um, others will do it and I'll do it. You know, you, you, you want to get under the other's skin um, just to upset their rhythm. And, you know, if that's a way of getting to them um, to try and, uh, and you know, you, you beat them off the track, try and beat them off the track as yeah. well as on it. Uh, forgive me for saying so, but you seem happier this season than perhaps you, you did for parts of last season. Is that fair? Um, I don't know. Um, I think I've had two challenging years as the, as the older driver. I think I said I came to the conclusion this year, I feel like the older lion, male lion of the pride. And, you know, the younger male lions will come up to you and they'll, they'll bite him on the back of his back of his legs. They don't know why they're doing it. They just do it. It's an instinctive thing in the, in the pride as they, they challenge. And I've had a bit of that this year where some of the younger drivers and they'll drive, and you know, 
Dave Hodgetts, who's the MD of Honda, for the last few years, he just goes, you need a bit of luck. And I do, but I think it's because they look at, uh, they go, oh, he's old and I'm young. I could be quicker than him. And they'll just go for a move which isn't there and they'll take you, you know, the pair of you out. But it's not the same one every time. And I go, oh, I won't tell you what I say in car <laughs> when it's done it again and again. But it's just one of those things. So, um, but Dan's touch wood. He's been very good at staying out of trouble. Uh, he's a clean racer. He looks after his kit. Um, he had to learn racecraft a bit because, you know, he was always one who could, because he's super fast, he's mega fast. He could qualify near the front and um, in whatever he's done, Formula Ford, Porsches, whatever, um, and win or, you know, be up there for a podium. Mm. So when he came to touring cars and with weight penalties, boost, you know, reverse grids, blah, 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 all the rest of it, suddenly you're thrown in the back and they will fight you tooth and nail for 20th place the same as they will for second place mm-hmm. and that was that was alien to him so I was a lot of the coaching was to try and get him around that and sort of get him up to speed to you know you've got to roll with the punches and then you know just get as many points as you can in the bad weekends so, and then you can make hay on the good ones yeah you said earlier just a few moments ago that the, the fire still burns and you still want to win races and obviously at, at croft it was competitive and and you um, saw an opportunity uh on that uh that lap with uh, with josh which uh, subsequently you you um, held your hands up for does that mean <laughs> you know it's coming now don't you does that mean that you're going to be around next season behind the wheel of a car um, who knows? <laughs> You're after the big scoop. Who knows? There's a lot of other factors um, um, which will have an influence. You know, the likes of Honda. And Honda are in a tough place at the moment. You know, they're, they're, um, they're pulling back in. And, and there's other factors around which will probably make it easy for me to make my decision either way. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, it might be out of my hands anyway. But um, if I, if it does become time for last orders, then I've, I've, I've had a pretty good crack anyway. And of course, Junior is uh, queuing up hot on your tails. Henry has just uh, done really, really well in the uh, Touring Car Trophy. He, I mean, because I, I was down with Eurosport last weekend. Yeah, he, um, he won the championship last weekend. So I couldn't actually be there, which was a sad thing. But I was screaming at the... Uh, the the tv monitor watching him <laughs> and, um, now i know how my dad must have felt but yeah it's where we go with him next because my dad always carried on pushing me pushed me out of my comfort zone um um you know into the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and i sort of went along with it i didn't really understand it but i just went along with it mm. um with henry he's done two seasons in tct which is now tci uk and um He's done well, so, and I was, because it's such a massive step to, to BTC, one in, in driving and getting your elbows out, but two in, in financially, you know, you, you've got to, you know, you need half a million, and you do, two years, you need a million, because um, people ask me how much is it, and I always say, well, where do you want to be on the grid? It's as simple as that, you know, you, with the teams you run with. Mm. Um, and I haven't got that sort of, personally, I've, I've had a nice living out of racing, but I haven't got that sort of mega dough. You don't, you know, touring cars is a working class sport, you know, not, not like Formula One or, or, or GT racing. Hmm. Um, so it's where we go with him. And, you know, I was resigned that he was going to do TCT again next year. And because Stuart 
Lyons, who runs the championship, he's got some exciting ideas, um, you know, potential two driver races and all this sort of stuff, which is, I think it's really good. It's stuff I put forward to Gal for BTC. And, um, but then do you want to push him into something else? I'd love to, I'd love him to get to, to, you know, to BTC, but, um, and he will one day. I just, uh, just when is the question the, the one thing you'll never be able to do though is take a quarter of a million pounds off mr gow like you did uh yeah <laughs> he's wised up to that one isn't he <laughs> that was yeah. quite something and that uh, you know we're, we're, we're heading uh now into the era of hybrid uh, cars coming up um what's what's been your thoughts on that what's your you're going to be your approach to to the hybrids um start i was anti um for what reason cost okay um it, it excites me it would excite me if i do stay in it would excite me as a driver because it's something else to think about and some another challenge you know it's good um now i think there's no alternative you've got to do it what the cost or no cost, you know whatever the cost is you've got to do it you know when we speak to you know, I'm involved with, with Rimstock, the wheel company. I, I speak to manufacturers and, and then with Dynamics with sponsors. And, and whatever they the first question they ask, well, it is hybrid now, isn't it? Mm. BTC. And you go, oh, well, no, it isn't, but it is going that way. And they go, oh, right, okay, cool. Yeah. The world is, you know, people are on about um, the state of play of, you know, the planet and the economy and all that. COVID is one thing, but. The automotive world is a cha- it could be a totally different place in five years' time than it is now. You know, we're in a changing world, and that's yeah. I think that's having more influence than you know, say, COVID is in in some respects. Yeah, indeed. Just looking back at the history books, um, Matt, if you go through the stats, your name crops up a lot. Um, over seven hundred uh, races, I think. And please correct me if I'm wrong here. Sixty-three wins, hundred and ninety podiums, seventeen poles, well over fifty fastest laps. Um, how much do you pay attention to some of those stats, and and sort of how proud are you are you of what you've achieved uh, in that period? Um, I, you, I didn't know half those stats <laughs> you told me. I, I you know, I've, I'm proud, very proud of three championships. I'm proud of everything, you know. But um, Jason's been more of a statistician. Stat, is that right? Statistician. <laughs> it's one um, way of saying it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Say so that after a few beers. Um, I've never, I've just sort of got on with it and looked at the next one. It's, it's weird that um, I saw an interview with Carl Fogarty a few years back um, and he said that he enjoyed doing I'm a Celebrity. Yeah. And winning that. He said, because none of his race, and, and they said, oh, do you compare it to your race career? He said, no, I hated my race career. I didn't enjoy it at all. Um, because if I won a race, I was immediately worried. I, rather than celebrating the race, I was worried about the next race. If I won a championship, I was worried about the next championship the very day after. And I could really relate to that. Mm. You know, it becomes, you know, I was saying to my, my, my one son, Will, who's, you know, uh, Henry's twin brother, I said, you know, go away, and because he's into finance uh, and everything. I said, go away, make some money, and then you can come back and then race for fun. Because racing for your living actually isn't fun. Yeah, it becomes a job. Mm. Um, and obviously the, the pressure of performing and if you don't perform and, you know, where you go with it. So Henry is convinced that's all he wants to do. He doesn't care the consequences <laughs> or anything. Um, Will, Will, I'm still working on. So, um, yeah, because I try and you know, be as fair as I can to the pair of them. 
And you still have some fun outside of BTCC as well, don't you? Because you were at Goodwood for the um, Speed Week. Am I right in thinking you took Jerry Marshall's Forenza up the hill? Uh, yes, uh, we're on the circuit. So his son Gregor owns his Group 1 uh, Forenza, which is um, it's a lovely, it's a great piece of history. I've got a photo of it and everything. It's lovely. Um, it's probably not the fastest thing for the Jerry Marshall Trophy, and which is a shame. Maybe you want Big Bertha out there, but that that might go be, be a bit too far the other way. Um, but it was lovely, you know, spend spend a few days. Strange place again, um, with no crowds. Yeah, you know, because it, Speed Week is all it was. A, it was a, a mix of the revival and the members meeting. So you've got some old, some new. Um, nice to catch up with a load of people. It's always mega down there. Um, you know, um, Charles March. The show he puts on is. Mm second to nothing um so um but it was it was a strange place with uh, with no crowds again mm. and of course very few driver aids feedback and uh, and uh, telemetry and all the rest of it in in that car compared to the one you have now is it is it more exciting driving sort of for the sake of the cliche by the seat of your pants in something with none of those other aids it is more leery because i mean it's two two years since i've driven a, a historic car and the thing to Get, you've got to get your head round more than anything is the tyres. One of the cars are, are very basic. Um, you have to throw some of your health and safety, you know, worries out the window a bit um, because they are leery. They are they're they're scary to drive, um, and you haven't got the protection like you have in a modern day touring car or whatever. Um, it's the tyres. The tyres are just unbelievable. The sort of the lack of lack of grip compared to a modern day slick. Is unbelievable, you know. In in a, in a, in a you know 2020 BTC car, you want to go for that point. You point the car at that point, and it goes mm. um, very quickly. Um, with a you know a, one of these historic things, whether they're in the TT or the Jerry Marshall St Marys or whatever, you want to go to that point. You point it about 20 feet inside of that, and you'll end up you know drifting wide and sliding and all the rest of it. So it's 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 a it's a completely different dis- discipline. A lot of fun. A lot of fun, um, but yeah, a little bit sketchy at times. <laughs> Brilliant. Matt, it's been great to catch up with you. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, I know that uh, you've got a plan for Snetterton this weekend and then the big one, the big finish at the end of the season at, uh, at Brands Hatch. But uh, thanks for sharing those thoughts. Uh, it's been really good to catch up with you. So for now, Matt Neal, many, many thanks. Cheers, Dave. Thanks, mate.